0: Well, I believe the Lord's got a message. This one is not really um, a meal. It's more like a buffet today, but I'm excited. I had about 400 scriptures and I narrowed it down to just a couple I'm gonna share with you. But this is a good word and, and I believe God's gonna speak it to you. Um, here's, here's what I'm talking to you about. I'm gonna say you're carrying too much. You're carrying too much, not, not you're doing too much. I, I kind of like it when people do too much, you know what I'm saying? When the, when the person at the fast food restaurant is actually nice to you and treats you like a human being, even though they don't have to, I just like that, you know, you're doing too much. No, they're, they're just doing their job and they're doing it with, with passion and excitement and they don't care what you think. I like that, I like that. I like it when they hand me a heart attack with a smile. I appreciate that. So I don't want to talk about you're doing too much, I want to talk about You're carrying too much. You're carrying too much. Um, And we're going to be in Numbers 11. It's a good scripture. I've never heard a sermon off this scripture um, until today. Now I will. Maybe you have. Maybe you've been to church longer than me. And I'm going to give you the context that goes from verse 4 to verse 10, and then I'll start reading at verse 10. So, Moses is in the wilderness with the people of Israel. And the people of Israel, man, they're complaining, okay? They're not happy. They're not, they're not enjoying themselves. They even start saying things like, uh, we remember the fish we ate in Egypt. You know, I'll just read you verse 4 and 5. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. Verse 6, but now we have lost our appetite, but we never see anything but this manna. So they're complaining, they're complaining. And in verse 10, Moses voices his view on the subject. Ready for it? Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you, that you have put this burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive these these people? Did, Did I give birth to them? He said, I didn't... I didn't create this problem. This isn't, God, I was just chilling in Jethro's backyard and you sent a bush to burn and started calling me. I didn't sign up for this, God. So I didn't conceive these people. I didn't give birth to them. So why do you tell me to carry them in my arms? As a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors. Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. Verse fourteen. Whew, I like it. I cannot carry all these people by myself. I can't do it. The burden is too heavy for me. Wow. Let's. Let's. No, I don't want to just repass that. Because I want you to hear that this isn't coming out of the mouth of some sinner in the Bible. This is coming out of the mouth of Moses, okay? Moses. Him and God hung out for 40 days on Mount Sinai. And these words are coming out of his mouth. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me (laughs) if I have found favor in your eyes. I'm laughing because as a preacher, I'm supposed to tell you. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength and you're going to make it through this storm and there's no weapon formed against you will prosper. and You're going to make it through the other side and the devil can come try to mess with you. But you can just look at him and say, get away from me, devil, not today, Satan. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Get six feet back. Put on your mask and get away from me, devil. You know, I'm supposed to say all that as a preacher. But as a human, I just like this verse right here, verse 15, where the man of faith, Moses says to God um just go ahead and kill me <laughs> because I want to have faith to move the mountains but some days I have faith to, to say Lord just come back tomorrow <laughs> I don't know if you've ever told the Lord you know when you're a kid and you're trying to sleep in you tell your mom give me five more minutes Sometimes I have five more minutes, faith. I don't know. That's just me, though. And do not let my face, and do not let me face my own ruin. Verse sixteen, the Lord said to Moses, "Bring me seventy of Israel's elders, who are known to you, as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you, and I will come down." and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. So go get the elders, go get the leaders, and I'm gonna take some of the power that is on you and I'm gonna put it on them. And here here it is, verse 17, part B. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. You're carrying too much. You're carrying too much. I was reading like commentary on this passage as I was studying because I care about this stuff and I'm excited to bring this message to you so I was doing my part and I was studying And one thing I thought was funny in the commentary, one guy said, um, he said, you know, God never told the people that they weren't allowed to hunt. (laughs) They start talking about in verse 4, oh, you know, um, what did they say? If only we had meat to eat. (laughs) And the commentator's like, go hunting. (laughs) We remember the fish we had in Egypt. Get a net, go fish. Nobody's stopping you from, but you see they were in, they were in Egypt for over 400 years. So at when they were in Egypt, they were slaves and they were forced to do labor for the Egyptians. And even though they were forced to do labor and even though they had to make bricks with no straw and even though they were getting whipped and even though they were getting beaten and even though they were getting mistreated, they were fed. And so they said, you know, hey, Moses, we're out here in the wilderness, and all we've got is manna. All we've got is this, all we've got is this bread. No, that's all God's just providing. You're welcome to go hunt. You're welcome to get you a little bow and arrow self out there and go out into the field if you want to. But if you just want free DoorDash from heaven, from, if you want divine DoorDash, then then you're just going to have to suck it up and eat. Eat what God provides, right? I just thought that was funny. That, that was funny because they were used to being handed food. They were just used to the food being handed to them. And God was pretty gracious to give them manna. God didn't have to do that. They, God delivered them out of slavery. And God knew. I know right now they're not, they're not really in the frame of mind to provide for themselves. They, they're used To depending on someone else to feed them so I'm gonna provide this substance I'm gonna provide this food it's gonna be called manna it's gonna be called manna We, we had fish to eat in Egypt yeah you had fish to eat but you had you had to work all day and you didn't get paid for it and you were beat but at least we ate so they didn't want to hunt because they were used to being handed food I'm going to tell this story. Um, it's a funny story in my family. When we all get together, my, my parents, my sister, my aunt, my grandma, we all get together. And normally my aunt cooks. She makes amazing steak. Shout out Aunt Stephanie for your filet. She always makes filet. And um, she, she makes, I mean, she cooks great food, but we love it when she makes steak. And so one, one day, I don't, I don't remember this, but my dad tells this story 480 times a year. So I just know it. One time, I guess she didn't make filet. She made like New York strip or ribeye or something else. You know, still, I mean, like, it's still steak. I, I, I'm, the, I'm there for it. If you want to make steak, you just call me. We'll get steak anytime. It doesn't have to be filet, although I like a good filet. Well, my aunt cooked it. And she asked my grandma, we call her Mima, Mima, how's your steak? How's your steak, Mima? And Mima said, well, it's no (laughs) filet. Well, then go to the stores (laughs) if you want filet. Publix is right there, Walmart's right down the road, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of how the people, that's kind of how like Moses is with the people. It's no filet. Well, then go get it. Well then go. That's what he's saying to God. He's saying to God, I didn't conceive these people, I didn't give birth to these people, I didn't even ask for this responsibility. Like, like if they want if they want meat, go to go eat meat. Like if you want fish, I guess go back to Egypt. I don't know what to tell you. And he's coming to God and he's like, I, I am done with this. Take my life, Lord. Elisha prayed that. Same prayer. I know the Bible verse in James where it says that any man who doubts is a double-minded man and he's tossed to and fro like the wind, like the, like the waves by the wind, but, but I just like that verse. I do because not that I wanna live in that state where I'm just always depressed and that I'm always anxious and I'm always like, oh God, this is so bad, just kill me now. But you wanna know what? I have moments. I'm not saying live there. But Moses had moments. He, he had faith, but he had other moments. And it wasn't, it wasn't because he didn't have faith in God, it was because of what he was carrying. That's, that's what it says, it says, um, I cannot, he didn't say, God, I cannot trust in you. He said, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. You're carrying too much. You've got too much on you. That's what he said. Why have you tro- verse 11, Why have you troubled your servant? Why have you brought this trouble on? He had, so- he had so much on him that he didn't feel like he had enough in him to make it. Um, I movie called spider-man 3 just so i could give you this illustration so appreciate it because i spent two hours and 20 minutes watching the movie just so i could tell you this (laughs) it's a good movie though so i don't know if i'm supposed to recommend worldly movies from this platform but anyways uh spider-man 3. so peter parker he's laying in bed in this little black Substance comes and jumps on him while he's asleep, and it covers his whole entire body. It's called a symbiote I don't know what that is you can google it the symbiote cover, covers his entire body It turns into a spider-man suit if you've seen spider-man his suit is normally red and blue This suit is all blacked out honestly. It looks hard so The suit gives him extra powers well not really extra powers It increases his powers so if he's strong now that he has this symbiote suit he's stronger if he's fast now he's got this suit he's faster if he's flexible if he's quick if he can do it whatever he does now he has elevated powers because of what he was wearing because of the suit but a scientist who he sent part of the suit off to was looking at it in a lab and the suit started to affect his behavior He was becoming more aggressive, mean to the people close to him. He lost his girlfriend and fiance in the whole process of everything. And uh, eventually the guy who was looking at it, looking at his suit under the microscope called him and said, hey, uh, you need to get away from this suit. You need to get away from the suit. You gotta stop wearing that because the suit, even though it's giving you more powers, Um, It's raising certain things inside of you. So like he was more aggressive. He was meaner. He was was doing things like he would normally never do saying things he would normally never say because of what was on him, (laughs) because of what he was carrying, because sometimes in life things will be put on you Um, And that will affect what's going on within you. And when I was praying for this message today, I said, God, help us to see the things that we're carrying that you haven't called us to carry. Help us to see the things that we have put on ourselves that you haven't put on us. The pressures, the emotions, the opportunities, the relationships. Show me, God, what's on me that you haven't put there. So there's a scene in the movie where he decides, I'm gonna take this suit off because I don't like who I've become because there can come a certain point in your life where what's on you changes what's in you. So you start to say things you would never say. And you start to do things you would normally, like, never do. You're like, I, I, I thought I was different than that. Like, I didn't know, like, I would ever do that. Like, I'm pretty sure Moses didn't think he was the kind of guy that would ask God to just take his life. But when enough is put on you. So, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, he's wearing this suit. And he's like, I'm done with the suit. I'm, I'm going to take the suit off. So, he, he goes to, like, try to rip the suit he tries to rip the suit off, but the suit won't come off. It, it keeps attaching itself to him. And so now he can't get the suit off. And what was on him for a season, he tried to take it off, but it stayed there. So like, sometimes you can go to something, oh, it's Friday night, all my friends are doing it, so I'll do it, and you go to something, And then a few months later, you're like, you know, I don't really like this anymore, and it's not really helping me, so I'm going to quit. And then you can't because it was on you, but it attached itself to you, and it became a part of you, and now you can't function without it. And now you identify with it. And I'm not just talking about drugs, I'm talking about mindsets, I'm talking about jobs. You can get in a career and lose yourself in the process of chasing your career. And what is on you, the pressure that is on you, can make you like, remove yourself from reality and you're not even the same person anymore. And it's not that you're a bad person, it's because of what's on you. So eventually he gets the suit off and he's like all the good guy and he goes and saves them and whatever, I won't ruin it, go watch Spider-Man 3. But I wanted to use that illustration because I needed to tell you that sometimes in life things will attach themselves to you. Maybe they're good, maybe they're bad. But you can have so much on you at a point that it affects what's in you. And I think this, That the enemy wants to use what's on you to destroy and discourage from what God's put in you. Let me teach you something. I'm going to teach for just a second. So in the Old Testament, which is Numbers 11, whenever God's power wanted to rest on a person and work through a person, the Bible says the the power of God came on. David, the power of God came on Moses. The power of God came on, and would rest on you to give you strength for a season or for a task. So when the burden got too heavy for Moses, God said, "Bring seventy of the Israel of, of Israel's elders around you, and I'll take some of the power that's on you, and I'll put it on them, on them, so that they can carry the burden along with you." Old Testament. Well, when Jesus came, he released what we call the Holy Spirit into the earth. He told the disciples in Acts 1, um, you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria to the ends of the earth because of my power. In 2 Corinthians 4, 7, It says that we are jars of clay and that the treasure of God lives inside of us. 1 John 4 4 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when Jesus got up on the cross and he died, his blood was the sacrifice that atoned for us. For our sins, because we could not get to God. So now, because of Jesus' sacrifice, We come to God not on the basis of our decisions, not on the basis of our achievements, not on the basis of our behavior, not on the basis of our church attendance. Did you watch last week? Not on the basis of our routines. But we can come into relationship with God not on the basis of anything other than the sacrifice that is of Jesus. So now, because we live after Jesus, The power of God doesn't rest on us. The power of God lives in us. That's different. So now the power of God doesn't come and rest on you for a season, but the power of God lives in you forever. So now you have this power even greater than Moses, not on you, but in you. And so when the enemy comes to put things on you, what he's trying to do is get you to focus not on what's in you, but he's trying to get your focus to shift from what's in you to what's on you. And you wanna know what? What Moses was carrying wasn't from the enemy. It was from God. But he had to release the burden from him to the seventy elders around him. I used to preach this sermon in high school. It's the first sermon. It's not the first sermon I ever preached. It's the first sermon I ever remember preaching. Um, I know I preached before it, but I don't remember what I preached about before this. But this is the first sermon I remember. It's out of Mark one, and Jesus comes up to Peter and Andrew, and they're fishing, and he says, "Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." And they're fishing and they're, you know, they've got nets in their hands, and the title of my sermon was Stinky Nets. Come on somebody, Stinky Nets, that's a good sermon. I'm gonna bring that back. I'm gonna bring it back next week. Stinky Nets. It, the next verse after he says, follow me, says they left their nets and followed Jesus. And what I was telling those 14 year olds, I'm gonna tell you now, is, they were fishermen, but now they were going to be disciples. So what they were carrying as fishermen would no longer serve a purpose as disciples. So I was telling those kids, You can't walk around trying to follow Jesus, carrying those stinky nets around. You'll be bringing your past in with you. You'll be bringing your nets, and your nets served a purpose in the season that you needed them, but now you don't need those nets anymore because now you're walking with Jesus. You're following Jesus. You don't need those. You're not fishing for fish anymore. You're fishing for men. And I think that, you know, I think that's a good sermon to show you that what you carry might have been good <laughs> at its time, but you don't need it anymore. And some of the stuff you're carrying, you don't need it anymore. You remember last week I preached about the man in Mark 2 and he came through the roof and then Jesus healed him and he was a paralyzed man and he was laying on his mat and then Jesus said, get up and take your mat and walk. I've been, I've been thinking about that because what carried him in was his mat but then he carried it out so what carried him in was the thing that he turned around and carried out and some of the things that's been carrying you in this last season can't come with you you gotta let it go there are people in your life and you just gotta let it go there's habits And you wanna know what? They helped you up to a certain point, but now you don't need to go eat in Egypt. That that food, it was good, that's good, yeah, that's fine. You had meat, you had leeks, you had onions, you had garlic, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to serve this season. And if you try to carry last season's bread, Last season's meat into this season's strength—it won't work. It'll be expired. You'll be walking around with expired food. So, so you have to learn to let go of what you don't need to make room. God, what am I carrying right now? And I promise, I'm carrying stuff. You're carrying. I promise, there's something in all of us, and we need God to reveal that to us. Like, like, what am I holding on to right now that's hurting me, not helping me? Moses had to release the power onto, onto the 70 elders. And he was at the point, he was at the point where he was about to say, God, I'm just, I'm out of here, I'm done, I'm... Call Joshua, get him in, put... put Get me out of here, coach. I'm, I'm out. But God said, no, no, I'm not going to not remove the responsibility. I'm going to remove what you're carrying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put people around you to share the burden with you. There was a season in my life where honestly like I was isolated from a lot of people around me and in this season of my life, God's showing me, you know what, I isolated you for a season and you needed that, but now you need people. Like, yeah, you could just go do it, and you could just go hustle, and you could just go grind, and you could just make it happen, and you could just do the thing. You were the man, and you could do it all by yourself. You didn't need anybody's help. Okay, fine. But in this season, if you want to carry more, you're going to have to learn how to share the load. And Moses is at the point now where he's like, look, these are your people. I didn't give birth to them. You can have them back, God. You know, <laughs> do you have the same return policy, return policy as Amazon Prime? Because I'm going to take it down to UPS and ship it back to you, God. I'm done with these guys. And this is not the first time Moses is frustrated with these people. <laughs> In Exodus 32, he comes down off the Mounts off the mountain meeting with God, Mount Sinai. He had spent 40 days with God. He comes down, he comes down from the mountain. And um, one of the most interesting stories in the Bible, I think, they have taken their jewelry, melted it down and turned it into an idol and started worshiping it. And you know what they did? They took their jewelry and they turned it into a cow. Now just follow me here, but Moses is up on the mountain. The people are down at the bottom of the mountain. They're removed from their leader for 40 days. And so somebody's like, hey guys, what do you wanna to do today? And they're like, I don't know, you know, wanna melt our jewelry down? Worship it. Yeah, let's do that. What should we, what should we turn it into? Uh, there's a cow. That's it. All right, get the fire. Come on, let's get everybody get your jewelry. Let's throw it in here. Like I was thinking like, how did they come up with this? Like, where do you just decide, you know what I'm going to do today, I'm going to, I've never done that. Brindley, have you ever just decided to melt down your chain? And No, no, no okay, me neither. So I was like, where did they, like, why are they doing this? And then I, I, I was studying, I was studying, I was studying, and I realized that that's actually what they do in Egypt. They have idols, they have calves, and they worship that because it represents one of the gods that they have. They have Egypt has many gods. So they learned ooh, they carried a tradition out of Egypt. So even though they left Egypt, some of the traditions they learned about in Egypt, they were still carrying those traditions with them into the next season. So Moses comes down off the mountain, and he's like, what in the world are y'all doing? And they were worshiping the calf and they were saying, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. And Moses is like, no, no, they're not. That thing you're worshiping has no power. That thing you're carrying has no power. That thing you're, that thing you're, that thing you're doing isn't helping you. You're just used to it. It's not helping you. You remember, I, I said this last week, and this verse has just been stuck in my mind, uh, Mark 7, 13 that uh, Jesus said that you nullify the word of God by the traditions you handed down. You handed down. Oh, you handed it down. So now you're carrying something, not because it's helpful, but just because it was handed down. So they melted down their jewelry, their jewelry, their jewelry. Where did they get this jewelry? Where did, how, did, how did slaves get jewelry? Oh yeah, right before they left, they plundered the Egyptians. And it says in the Bible that the Egyptians were favorably disposed to the nation of Israel and gave over all their jewelry. So they carried, the jewelry they carried out of Egypt became the thing they worshipped, the memory. So now they're saying, we remember the food, the meat, the fish. They carried the memory out of Egypt. And God saying, I've got to get that out. You've got to let that go. That thing you're holding on to isn't helping you in this season. That thing you're clutched onto and, and you won't release is is hurting you. It's not helping you. It's, it's not serving a purpose. You've got to let it go. Philippians 1, 6. I'm going to read it to you, and then we'll be out of here. But I just want to read you this one verse where it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work will carry it. So he will carry it. I hear you, Matthew 11, when Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light, so carry that. What you're carrying is too heavy for you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, you can carry that. You can carry my peace, you can carry my presence, you can carry my power in you. Oh yeah, 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 let's talk about this Philippians 1.6. I'm not done with it. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, <laughs> it's in you, will carry it on to completion. He will carry it. It's in you. It's in you. And he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine for his power that is at work within, you've got to learn to fight what's on you with what's in you. And some of the stuff you're carrying, you don't need to carry that anymore. Some of the stuff you're holding on to, you got to let that go. And some of the stuff you're holding... The only reason you're holding it is because it was handed down. You nullify the Word of God by your traditions that were handed down. They were handed down. Moses' power at this point in his life was what he could release, not what he could hold. <laughs> I preached a message a couple weeks ago called Pick That Up talking about your confidence pick that up but in order to pick up the confidence of christ i think you have to put down the systems of the world and some of the stuff you're carrying it wasn't bad in its season but you don't need that you're fishing for men now you don't need that net anymore That suit that helped you and you had powers and and, oh, it was a good suit. Yeah, but it was changing who you were. And you weren't able to be true to you because of what was on you. If I could just say anything and send any encouragement to you is, is don't let what life puts on you extinguish the flame that God put in you. Jesus, I thank you for this word. And that your power lives in. And now we can go and now we can do and now we can and live, live free, live free. We can live free because of your power. For the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the world is, there is captivity. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Help us to carry what you've called us to do and help us to let go of what's holding us back Jesus I pray if there's any person watching this now that wants to begin a relationship with you they say I want to stop carrying the systems of the world I want to stop carrying the way the others say I should live life and I want to carry what you say I pray they can receive that now in Jesus name